0: I don't I don't know what the other options would be for you.
1: No, I'm looking. I mean, I, I kind of
0: I struggled with that whole age thing too when I was looking because they'll look at what you made and be like, "Oh, we we could hire three people for what, you know, you're asking."
1: Right. Yeah.
0: You know, unless it's like a director position or something. And monkey dance. Welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John?
1: I'm doing just great. Another hot, humid day here in Florida.
0: (laughs) So just like every other day.
1: Like every other day, yes.
0: Well, Florida is hell, so.
1: Tell me about it.
0: Fascist book banning hell. Yeah. But at least there won't be any drag shows to influence the children, you know.
1: Oh, thank God. (laughs) <laughs> Thank God. Did you happen to see the John Stewart clip? That's I did. Been circulating?
0: Yes, I did. Yeah. I watched, there was a shorter version that was put somewhere, and then there was like an eight minute version, and I made sure to watch both of them. Um, He just eviscerates that guy.
1: And the guy just sits there smug as ever. Why
0: Republicans accept invitations to to go back and forth with John Stewart I'll never know
1: because they think that even bad press is good press
0: I guess because
1: I'm... his people are going to look at this and say how great it was that he stood his own and he didn't back down and mm. yeah it's uh, it's getting worse yeah is California still a blue state?
0: yes they are it's incredibly expensive to move into california though
1: yeah i know
0: new york's a blue state it's at least closer (laughs) snow snow yeah help, but it's fucking snowing in southern california so i don't know what your options are anymore
1: yeah that's true (laughs) that is true yes
0: i always wanted to live in san francisco because of their like weird weather patterns
1: I don't know. I, I feel like it gets cold up there.
0: It does, but like, um, I don't know. I think that, I think with beside the whole, like, you can't leave anything in your car because they'll break your windows open to steal the shit out of it. Right. I feel like, you know, art wise and like vibe wise, San Francisco could be a cool place to live.
1: Yeah. Well, and Lucasfilm is there.
0: Well, yeah, that too but you know you have to deal with the people like there was who's the guy Mark Rober who does the Glitter Bomb packages at Christmas yeah um, he this past year it was done in San Francisco and they would leave the boxes in the backseat of cars because people there are gangs of, of people that just roam like car parks and stuff and will look into the back of cars and just break the windows and take whatever's in the back seat. Really, to the point where there, you can drive down the street in in San Francisco and the trunks will be open. Yeah, and, to prove that there's nothing worth. And taking? windows are down because it's it's proving that there's nothing in the car. Hmm. So if that wasn't there, San Francisco yeah. would probably be aces. But
1: yeah, well, the world is full of shitty people. <laughs> Yeah. Why isn't somebody going after them? If it were a bunch of drag queens breaking into cars, <laughs> they'd be outlawed. Their heads would be on spikes outside the city hall.
0: Yeah, and, and god forbid if it's a if it's a drag star who's reading a banned book to a child.
1: <gasps>
0: like isn't that just the worst? Yeah. I mean, look, if you're going to ban things because of violence and adult things that are in the book, then you have to ban the Bible, too. But none of these fucking idiots want to admit that.
1: But the Bible is the word of God.
0: Bible is violent.
1: You mean wanting to slice a baby in half?
0: Yeah. You know, all that shit. But it's that cherry picking mentality of fucking these this Republican Party where it's like. Do you honestly believe that if Jesus was here today, he'd be hanging out with you? Right. He's not. He'd be hanging out with the gay people and the trans people and the and the oppressed people because that's what he fucking did, if you believe in him.
1: Well, and if there was a Jesus. If there was. Don't you think he'd be down here smiting people left and right?
0: You would assume so. Right? I mean, if you believe that in God's plan and that everything happens for a reason. Like then you have to you have to say that God is a child murderer because he's right. allowing that shit to happen. And that's But then
1: so is every Republican and
0: well. You know, I don't
1: Nobody's willing to cross that line. Either.
0: I don't really know how God would rectify the idea of the Catholic Church and the, the abuse of the boys in the in the Catholic Church how do you how would that be
1: they're just men Chris they're men they're fallible
0: but if everything happens for a reason
1: God only gives you as much as you can handle
0: well I mean we can't have it both ways either either there's free will or there's not right and they want to toe that line and it just doesn't work but they don't care because white America I guess so yeah fuck them people man <laughs> fucking magnet idiots uh, yeah but what I did learn this week is if you're going to commit a crime do not do it in South Carolina
1: Ooh, why is that
0: because the trial of Alex Murdaugh ended this week yes um, the jury deliberated after a six-week trial for three hours came back guilty the judge, I kid you not, looked at his watch and said, well, it's too late to sentence him right now. And so, like, I was watching this through one of the, the YouTube lawyers and she was like, wait, they were going to sentence him tonight? Because everywhere else in the country, you go through a whole bunch of shit to get the sentencing. Right. And so the judge, the, the judge said, when can you be ready? And the state was, we can do it tomorrow morning at 930. And the defense said, "Yeah, that's fine." And he was he was sentenced the very next morning to two counts of life in prison. S- Great. So, fucking South Carolina is not the place to try to get away with murder, <laughs> because it just goes your your life just goes away in a matter of minutes.
1: Now, is this the one they still haven't found all of her body parts of? No. So, oh. this family. Oh, that's another nice husband.
0: <laughs> so this fucked up family there's a, um, a documentary on, on, um, Netflix, a, a like three part thing where th- what the prosecution thinks is that the youngest son, the one that was actually murdered along with his mother was right. involved in a boat accident where a woman died. And okay. their her, her family had hired a lawyer that was coming after, the father for like $10 million. Okay. And so they believe that, and the jury believed it as well, that he murdered not only his wife, but his son to make that go away. Because in court, they said, if you befall a tragedy, they're not going to come after you anymore. Mm. So, um, but like this family if you look at all the evidence, like there was a guy, um, from the other sons graduating class that happened to be gay and was found dead in the middle of the road. Um, a couple of years before the other murders and every police interview that they did pointed at the Murtaugh brothers having killed this guy because he had had a relationship with the oldest, son. The oldest Murtaugh son. Okay. And he uh, they thought that maybe he was going to go and tell people. So they killed him for it. Mm. So that's reopened like there's a whole bunch of shit around this family and they're just slimy ass rich folk who think that they could get away with anything. But
1: Wow. Yeah. God bless America. (laughs) America.
0: uh something like that something like that wow all right then all right on to lighter things um so we got a couple of trailers this week that i'm i'm wondering if you got to see okay did you get to see the peter pan and wendy trailer
1: i didn't i hear there's controversy about it
0: there is they made they made tinkerbell black so (gasps) you know up in arms the people are losing their fucking minds because first it was Ariel and now it's Tinkerbell and it's just like whatever I mean Peter Pan doesn't look white either in the trailer so (laughs) I don't know what these people are going to do vote with your fucking wallets if you don't like it I don't know what to tell you it's not going to stop Disney though
1: oh it is because Governor DeSantis is now going to control the movies Disney offers (laughs) how He's going to be able to control their content. That's what he's telling people.
0: But if they're not making movies within his state, how do you...
1: doesn't matter. The company operates here. He feels he has the right to do that.
0: So he's never been to California?
1: Apparently not. Oh,
0: okay. Sure. All right. Whatever. Um, yeah. The other one that I saw was The Haunted Mansion. Did you see that one? Yes. Yes. And how do you feel about the Haunted Mansion trip? Um,
1: okay. (laughs) (sighs) Why does Disney feel the Haunted Mansion movie has to feature a black cast and family? Is it because of the whole trope of black people yelling at the movie screen? Because black people are, are... stereotypically able to give more I don't know frightened performances
0: um, yeah I don't I'd also don't I also do not i do not know why they feel like there's got to be comedy to it
1: well this looks like it's going to be very much comedy I mean Tiffany Haddish Danny DeVito
0: yeah but they're they're trying to to draw the line with the trailer of a darker. Tale. Right. Like windows disappearing and the hallway, like incorporating things from the ride. Um, yeah. But. You know, there there's a way that it could really go. To be a haunted mansion movie that doesn't need to have humor in it. Or at least, like, overt comedy.
1: Well, looking at the effects, they're trying very hard for, like, the Haunting of Hill House kind of vibe. Right. You know, the the, the disorienting visions or whatever you want to call them.
0: Right. And, and I think that that could work as a standalone movie. But I don't necessarily... Because, like, when you go through the ride, th- there's not jokes. And they're not, like...
1: Well... The cemetery has some jokes in it. Eh, I guess. You know, the, uh, you know, the mummy's sitting up in his coffin having a cup of tea. The old guy with the hearing horn going, hey,
0: hey. Yeah, but I don't know. I just, I feel like, I understand it's Disney and I understand that they're trying to get the entire family in. But. They could have made a haunted mansion movie for the parents and not so much the kids. Sure. Um, uh, like Owen Wilson with the uh with the axe at the end. Yeah, they're already dead. Well, I'm gonna make them deader. Like if if that's what we're expecting, then I I don't know. I'm kind of torn. Because I want to see a good haunted mansion film.
1: Yeah, I am afraid that the last one was the best we're going to get.
0: <laughs> Eddie Murphy, or yeah. or the uh, Muppets.
1: The, the Eddie Murphy.
0: Oh damn! Shots fired at the Muppets. Okay.
1: Well, I mean it. <laughs> it it kind of tries to tell the story of the haunted mansion that. You know, it's Master Gracie and he's 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 dead and all these ghosts inhabit it. And I mean there's not much more to the story. It's hey, it's a haunted mansion. Go. Right.
0: Oh, did I miss Jared Leto in the
1: He's not in the trailer. Okay. No. No, but he plays the hitchhiking ghost. Oh not the Hitchhiker the Hatbox
0: the, uh, hat Ghost oh the Hatbox Ghost oh so he's yeah. kind of in it but you don't really see him yeah I, I mean it's got a good cast it does like I don't feel like they're skimping on that I just I feel like Pirates of the Caribbean being a good movie ruined a lot of shit for you know future movies <sighs> Because they're never going to recapture that.
1: I was, yeah.
0: Pirates was a fluke.
1: <laughs> but it worked.
0: It did. And and it, it spun a couple of really cool films. But I just, I, I don't know how you make this like comedy-ish. I mean, and there's ways to put humor in it without making it a full-out comedy. Right. I mean, according to IMDb, the genres include comedy, drama, family, fantasy, horror, and mystery. Like, pick one.
1: There has to be a better way to create a repeatable property. Yeah. Then to just rehash the ride and think that's what's gonna drive your your audience.
0: Yeah, I mean I
1: Who directed this one?
0: Uh Justin Simeon, who is known for Dear White People. Uh Dear White People, the T V show. Um bad hair so i mean he doesn't he's go he's only got like seven things in his director category
1: and none of them really that stand out
0: no and and to answer your question he's a he's an african american so that's probably no, I, why I i
1: didn't ask the question but
0: that well that's probably <sighs> why the the main family is african american i would assume
1: Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they're, they're looking for a demographic. Maybe it's the popularity of, of the Jordan Peele genre. What Possibly. is it? Get out. Get and... out and nope. And... Nope. Yeah. yeah. Which is fine, but there's, I, I just don't think they've figured out how to make the pirates recipe work with any other piece of property. Well, I think they're, they're, they're equally, uh, attractions that are liked by the fans as was jungle cruise and jungle cruise didn't work either.
0: See, I think that, well, the jungle cruise works if you consider it another pirates movie. Sure. Um, but I think what worked for pirates was they took it Seriously they didn't set out to make anything but an adventure movie Mm -hmm. and you know John the hiring of Johnny Depp and his the way that he carries himself in the movie was comedic enough but never strayed away from the intent of these first three movies because the other two are horrible but like those first three Gore Verbinski movies had a serious cast and a serious director and there wasn't going to be we're going to throw jokes in here just to throw jokes in it was we're making a action adventure pirate movie that just happens to be called pirates of the caribbean right you know there was never a jack sparrow in the original ride there was never you know the ghost ship and all that shit it was pirates attacking uh, a city and so they were able to spin that and still have a good movie and still call it Pirates of the Caribbean where for Haunted Mansion they're going with the lore that's in the theme park ride right and so I think that's where it comes out and I can't tell you if I've ever seen the entire version of the Eddie Murphy movie no I don't think I have but it looks like you know as they're doing these movies it's like we're gonna bring in um, you know some comedians and stuff so that we can lighten the air because it's ooh it's death and it's dying and it's it's ghosts and we don't want to scare the kids and it's like but you did ghost pirates over here Right. And never took away from the ghost pirate being scary. And it's something they've tried to repeat on Pirates of the Caribbean with that last one with the new ship of ghost pirates. And they couldn't make that work either. So I got to imagine it was like almost like Kismet. It was like right place at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know it's a uh, I would like to think it's going to be good but I have my reservations yeah I mean and the artwork and stuff looks cool of like the long twisting hallway Sure, it and does
1: stuff. it does but we've seen that in another horror movie so <laughs> yeah. why are we doing it now
0: yeah and it, it's it's weird like so i'm i'm watching the the thing on silent the trailer mhm and some of it looks like like rosario dawson in the first shot looks like she's living in like the 1930s right and the kid is wearing a bow tie and stuff mhm but then like you go further in and everybody's dressed modern so I have no clue what they're trying to do with this like it's so weird like is it are they living in like a time warp like I don't get it have the mom and kid been trapped in there for like you know a century
1: well, but it shows her unlocking the keys and telling the kid they're home
0: right, exactly. like it's very confusing, yeah, like I'm not so to- like i don't I don't know what to make of it, honestly, and like Owen Wilson goes from being dressed as a priest to having like a like a you know, like a um snow hat on and a and an axe. All right. That's so weird. I don't get it.
1: Oh well. <laughs> Is it officially going to movie theaters?
0: I would assume so. It July. It says July twenty third, and there's no Disney Plus logo so I'm assuming that it's going to go to theaters first alright then and then you know if you wait eight weeks it'll be on Disney Plus right so the writer of this <laughs> was a writer on Parks and Rec was a writer on The Heat which was Jenna Um. what's her name Jennifer McCarthy
1: Jennifer McCarthy? Her, um, what's her name? What was she in?
0: What am, what, what am I thinking of? I don't know. Um, Melissa McCarthy. I'm sorry. And, the uh, Heat? The Heat. Okay. Um, it was her and um, um, Sandra Bullock
1: oh yeah yeah okay
0: so she wrote that and then she also wrote the 2016 all female Ghostbusters movie oh so I'm really now wondering what to make of this because we know how well that did
1: <laughs> some quality filmmaking there
0: Mm quality writing yes Ooh-wee. fingers crossed that maybe they can pull this shit off sure so what have you watched this week
1: oh the usual where do you <laughs> want to start
0: um Well, do we want to start in the middle of a season or the beginning of a season?
1: Uh, I don't care.
0: You want to talk about, um, Last of Us first?
1: Sure. Okay. Uh. So, so shopping malls with power are a thing?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, they kind of explain that, like, they've been hooking shit up and, um... Whatever the block was that they hooked up happened to power the the mall. Um, do they have big shopping malls like that in the middle of uh, Boston? Boston?
1: Oh yeah. Okay.
0: Wasn't I wasn't sure if it was one of those things of like, well, we just assume everywhere has malls, so we'll just stick one in.
1: Oh no, there are a number of malls there.
0: Okay. Um, it was it was interesting uh, I'm sure in the making of it you know they go to Pedro Pascal and they say so all you need to do this week is lay there and we're gonna tell a story around you not sure whether or not you're gonna die right while we do this flashback but I feel like the two girls carried the show very well I you know there they did. there wasn't a time where i was like oh come on so i was happy to see that and i don't know if that's in the filmmaking or the acting but um the the one point of contention though is they get up on the glass case to dance uh huh and even my kid was like wouldn't that break <laughs> and i was like yeah probably
1: they don't weigh much <laughs>
0: So, but I mean, it, it's an interesting like filling in the blanks of what has happened to Ellie and and her friend or, you know, girlfriend or whatever you're going to call her. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there was any uproar over the kiss between the two females, but.
1: Oh, I'm sure there was. I'm
0: sure there was because we fucking suck. But, you know. I thought it was a good. Yeah. I thought it was a good episode overall. I liked. Yeah, I liked the acting. It's definitely what two teenage girls, if they found a mall, would be doing. Hmm. Um. In an interesting like juxtaposition of like, you know, there's pipe bombs in the. In the back of the the restaurant, and Ellie's got to wrestle with. Like what she's being taught and her friend. Right. Um and you know, who knows what would have happened if they didn't get bit. But um
1: yeah, I like it. Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely a good flashback story. <clears throat> it it gave you a few answers, it showed you what Fedra was like. Right. So, yeah, two thumbs up.
0: And it also shows, like, what Ellie's capable of. Like, up, right. up until now, it's kind of been wise-ass who says that she can can take care of herself. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the beginning fight with the girl showed that she can actually, like, handle herself, which plays into the end when she goes back to save Joel. Right. So... Yeah, I thought it was really good. I agree. Okay. Um so speaking of Pedro Pascal.
1: Uh Uh-huh. He
0: had yet another show start this week. He did season three of The Mandalorian. Yes. Little bit of a short episode. Uh, Yeah. Um, especially because we had watched uh we had rewatched season two over the past couple of weeks. Um, and I watched the episodes that he was in in Book of Boba Fett. And the Book of Boba Fett episodes are all over. Or They're, they're really close to an hour. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, here's the first one out of the gate, and it's the 30 minutes.
2: It's yeah. Like, oh.
0: Because once you do the recap and the really long credits that all count towards that runtime. It's like, oh, there's only like thirty one minutes here worth of stuff, and I feel like there was a lot of chopping in this,
1: yeah, it did feel like that.
0: I felt like um they were all over the place, you know, it starts with this ceremony who I wasn't really sure whether or not we were trying to convey that the, like the little kid was actually Din mm-hmm. and like we're looking at a flashback
1: and do we know
0: well I mean well I guess not I guess it's not them.
1: It's just, yeah exactly
0: so you know they do this whole thing and Din is like look if I go and I hang if I take a bath in these waters like I'm back right which is right. really weird, because I felt like he's grown past them in the last season.
1: I think he's still struggling with, with his identity. That he's not a real Mandalorian because he's not from Mandalore and, you know, the encounters he's had with uh... uh...
0: The New Republic?
1: No, with, oh, crap, what's her name? Bo-Katan? Bo-Katan, that's it. Okay. Bo-Katan, in that, you know, they're kind of fighting for a different Mandalore than he thinks he is. Right. And I think he's trying to figure out which of those two worlds he lives in, or if it's somewhere totally different.
0: But he seems like he wants to... Like, later on when he talk, when he goes to talk to bo he says, like, I want to be forgiven for my transgressions. And, like, he has actively, because of Grogu, taken off his helmet. Right. And it's almost like he resents Grogu for that, but he's protecting Grogu. Right. And so there's that weird dichotomy of like you know they, they go then to Navarro and he's talking to Grief Karga and Grief's like we can set you up with a plot of land he's like well no I've got other things to do right where I feel like the Din Djarin at the end of season two who's watching Grogu go with Luke right would have given anything to take Grogu to Navarro and settle down and I know that John Favreau has come out and said that there's two years that have happened between the stories. Right. It just feels rushed if that's where we're coming back from. Right. Like it's it's weird enough if you didn't watch Book of Boba Fett that mm-hmm. you see him, you see Grogu going away, and then the very first shot of like the Mandalorian showing up on that beach is him with Grogu. So I thought that was a little weird. And like, there's very little, and I guess they're just assuming that if you watch the show, you're going to watch book of Boba Fett. Mm -hmm. And so we're not going to really explain it, but it feels like in that two years, there's a lot more resentment towards what he's having to do. And it just, it doesn't feel earned yet. And then, I- like, it goes from there to him wanting IG-11 and being with the Babu Frick people. hmm And then he was like, all right, I'm going to go get the part. And he doesn't, like, go back to Tatooine. He goes to Bo-Katan to say, I'm here to join you. So, right. Like, there's this really odd path that this episode took that I wasn't really understanding.
1: It it felt very disjointed.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: And, um, yeah.
0: Yeah, I just, I wasn't sure what, like, to really make of it. Like, I know it's the first episode, and they're just trying to refresh everybody, because it's been a couple of years since a new episode, but... Right. I don't know. It felt... And I don't know if Andor is clouding my vision of this. Because Andor was such a well put together t v show, right, and like you know I'm sitting here watching it, and then all of a sudden um the the droid to stop i g eleven pushes the the bust over of grief Karga,, mm-hmm. and the Mandalorian is like, "Well, that's using your head," and I was like, "Oh, we're doing jokes, okay."
1: yuck yuck
0: yuck yeah yeah and that's what it felt like and it was like maybe maybe I'm just too used to Andor now so I don't know I like I have a lot of faith in John Favreau and Dave Filoni so right I have to trust them I would like to think that they know what they're doing but when you only have eight episodes it feels like a waste right to be that dis- disjointed and it be as short as it was mm-hmm but I guess they know what they're doing. So,
1: Hey, we got to see flying whales.
0: Yeah. Like sort of like inside, sort of. inside the hyperspace corridor. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't either. Okay. Do you think that's like a Chekhov's gun thing? You think like, like at some point they need to use the whales.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> oh Yeah. <laughs> definitely cuz
0: we're not putting down anything that's not going to get like talked about later.
1: Right. Well, I and I also like the fact that they kind of acknowledged Cara Dune and that she's not coming back or that, you know, maybe she could come back.
0: Uh, yeah, it's definitely up in the air. She was recruited yeah. by special forces.
1: Yes. Okay. The Disney censors. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, look, I wouldn't have any complaints if they just recast the role if they wanted to mm-hmm. use Cara Dune right like they could do something weird like Din Shit says man you don't look like yourself and she says oh it's been a rough couple of years <laughs> move on like right? it's, it's what they did with um, uh, Don Cheadle in Iron Man 2 right you know they recast that role and he shows up in his first line is hey it's me I'm here get over it right and then they never mention it again mm-hmm. so I feel like Dave and John could totally do that with Cara Dune and just move on mm-hmm. put them in the same outfit find another like bulked up female wrestler or something
1: but is the character really worth bringing back
0: well see I could think, they not
1: just bring back another badass bitch and I think a not part Hitler of Carradine?
0: well yeah but I think part of that is that um Gina Carano is not that strong of an actress right so I think like they could recast that role with somebody who's better and like really bring life to that role mm, I suppose It also came out this week that Dave Filoni directed the final shot of Rogue One.
1: The Vader the, sequence. The
0: Vader sequence. Mm-hmm. That they brought him in to do that, which is yep. interesting. Gareth Edwards was so fucked over in that movie. <laughs> he really was. And he's he's got talent. And I just, I don't know what happened, but to have it taken away and then have people fuck with it granted the Darth Vader scene is like a highlight for a lot of people but I don't know I I could I just imagine as a director you're like what the fuck man like you hired me to do this and then you kind of took it away from me right but that's a shame Oh, well. (laughs) What else did you watch?
1: Uh, Well, we're talking Star Wars. Bad Batch.
0: Which one was this week?
1: This was Metamorphosis. Oh, this is where they had to go. the Aliens homage.
0: Yeah, okay. I can't figure out why they're still working for Rhea Perlman. Yeah. There's been the past couple of episodes where like she won't come get them when they're stranded and like all the shit. It's like, why, why would you still continue to work for this person? Right. And, and I know they kind of address it with um, she knows about them and she could go to the empire or whatever. But it's like you're you're like elite soldiers who have proven that you can hold your
1: own and don't you think the empire knows they're still operating in some fashion? You would think so. I mean because they still have crosshair.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So it's no secret.
0: Yeah. I guess it's just get to to get them on side quests or whatever, but I guess I don't know. I don't know. It was weird. And I kind of miss... What's the other one's name? Tech? Tech. The one that stayed behind with Rex?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's not like the, the actor was going on to do another project. No,
0: it's very <laughs> weird. But then they bring back... Um, somebody from Rebel... Republic Commando? Which is a video game? Yeah. In this episode. Like, the the main trooper that's sent to go get the alien Mm -hmm. who's got like the light up visor right he's from a video game who's voiced by d bradley baker right so like you can you just not
1: like
0: like is his contract for only so many voices in an episode
1: right like it's
0: very weird But I mean, it's Star Wars, so I'll kind of take it.
1: Right. I mean, and it is interesting that we're revisiting revis- the K- Kaminoans and the Cloners, and you know, where are we headed with with Palpatine's interest in the clones again?
0: Well, I think it's, I think it's all building to Rise of Skywalker.
1: Right. Where he's trying to close clone himself. Yeah,
0: and like you know, it's it's I don't know if it's canon, but it's pretty apparent that like Snoke in the in the sequel trilogy is like a fucked up clone of Palpatine. Right. And so like you know, I can see them trying to connect all the dots and Disney's decree of like you gotta make it all work. Um, but it is it is a little strange that like we're going to go back into because there's going to be more clone talk in the Mandalorian as well right because they're th- whoever that guy is Pershing yes he's he'll be back on Coruscant in some capacity with like clones and stuff so <sighs> I don't know it's weird
1: it is. But like you said, it's Star Wars.
0: It is. And on the other front, there's Star Trek, who is all over the place now.
1: What an interesting segue. <laughs> I try.
0: <laughs> um, before we get to Picard, though, like, it was announced that Star Trek Discovery is ending. Yes. After five seasons. Um, and this is the supposedly final season of Picard Mm
2: -hmm.
0: which means they're down to one live action show and two animated shows right so that'll be interesting to see if anything spins out I mean I thought Discovery has definitely gotten better in its run
1: yeah Um, I haven't watched this current season
0: it's, it's okay it's yeah I think the problem with Discovery has always been that there's some world ending catastrophe that they need to, like, fix. Right. And it's just not as Star Trek as, say, like, Strange New Worlds, mm-hmm. which is them doing the 60s version of Star Trek where none of it's connected and it's all just a weekly story. Right. I think discovery leaned too far into the arc of the story right and you know I'm all for inclusion and stuff but like they were a bunch of whiny ass people (laughs) on the discovery yeah always complaining about something or having some some like crisis of faith or like and it was just like all right I can see what they were trying to do, but, you know, if that's why they want to end it or they just feel like Strange New Worlds is the future direction, who knows. Mm-hmm. But we did get episode three of Picard. We week.
1: did. Mom and dad.
0: <laughs> An episode called 17 Seconds, which not only deals with the flashback but they ha- that they had, but... Um, Jean luc actually goes through his own seventeen seconds of walking to the sick bay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's confirmed that Jack Crusher is his son. Right. I did appreciate that they call out why he has an English accent
1: because he went to school because in he, London he went and, to and couldn't shake it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that must be what happened to Madonna when she married Guy Ritchie.
0: Uh, you think that? You think that's why?
1: <laughs> I think that's why she had an, a. a English accent
0: oh there you go but I did appreciate that I was like because everybody was going to be like well that's just too on the nose right and it's not even like Jean-Luc Picard is not English he is French yes the actor is English English. but like you know he's supposed to be French so uh, I did appreciate that when he was like hey can you explain the accent and she was like yeah he went to school in London um I'd like did you watch um Deep Space Nine? Yes. Okay, so so the appearance of the changelings doesn't confuse you. Right. Because they're No they're no no. no, no. Okay. It's
1: Otto. Odo.
0: But yeah, basically. Um it was interesting that um they are trying to combine all of the series into one like that was a deep space nine thing they have somebody from Voyager um, the only the only show that we're missing really is Enterprise and since right. that was a couple of hundred years before you know I can understand why they wouldn't try to include that um, but it it opens up this whole world of like now you could get Anybody from any of the TV shows to kind of pop right. in for this, um, and I'm excited well, to see where where they actually go with it.
1: I mean, what if it morphs into Riker, and right? It Riker and you know characters he's been in contact with play into it, and maybe they go back to Deep Space Nine again. And
0: right, I mean, know, it would be. Have, cool. I mean, he's
1: younger than than. uh Stewart so
0: well and, and it's also it opens up the possibilities that um, in the trailers we see Brent Spiner as Lore right but he's also wearing the same exact uniform that the changeling was wearing
2: oh so I didn't
0: catch that I'm wondering whether or not so Raffi and Worf decide that they're going to go figure out what else was stolen from Daystrom Right. And I'm pretty sure, is it the first season of Picard where they go to Daystrom and lore is like disassembled or was that before uh, it was, ooh. it was one of them.
1: Yeah. I can, I can see the scene. Yeah.
0: So I'm wondering if the other thing stolen from Daystrom that they're going to find out was lore. And oh. reassemble them and bring them back that way. Oh, because that would be an interesting premise. Hmm. Because what would what would the changelings need with an android? Right. You know that kind of stuff.
1: Ooh, interesting.
0: I'm I'm curious to st- to still see how Amanda Plummer's character. Ties into all of this,
1: yeah. It's it's a little too Wrath of Khan.
0: Well, this episode definitely hiding in the nebula and right. You know, we want your son. You know all this shit that's going on, but you know i I think Jack Crusher has the ability to turn into a decent character. Um. You know, um, moving forward, and maybe maybe that's the maybe that's who's going to carry Star Trek, right? Going forward, maybe they're going to make it like Jack Crusher and like not Starfleet.
1: Hmm. Well, that could definitely take it in a new direction. Of you know, Han Solo.
0: Right, and and apparently, like you can get your hands on an older starship right and not be associated with Starfleet so uh, who knows yeah I mean it definitely feels better than the last couple of seasons yeah it feels more cohesive but um, I guess we'll have to see what they do with the rest of this right Here's hoping. <laughs> I'm trying to see if well, I guess I'm gonna have to go to the actual episodes. Um, season three, let's see. How do you feel they handled the putting Riker in charge of the ship thing?
1: I mean, after what's his name got injured
0: and is immediately like, okay, well you did this. Um, so you fix it.
1: Yeah. I've never liked that actor. Okay. And it probably goes back to when he was on, uh, Oh shit. was it called? The, the one with Eddie Izzard and mini driver.
0: Uh
1: about the grifters.
0: Th- th- uh, I'm looking right now.
1: Was it a family name?
0: Um th- 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 Conmen? No. That's not No. Gotham Complications, Teen Wolf, Mockingbird the originals.
1: The the riches.
0: The riches. Yes. When was that?
1: Two thousand seven and
0: eight. Oh, oh well, he's done a ton of shit. Okay. Uh,
1: yeah, but I mean, I still go back to that Ed, that kind of arrogant character. He he works for the good guys, but he's kind of an asshole. Okay. You know. Typecasting him in my mind. <laughs>
0: I mean, he, he's also hasn't given you any, like, he's kind of a dick in Starfleet. Right. He's got that very, like, attitude-ish thing going on. um, But, like, I feel like as a captain of a starship, you're going to want to save your crew. Right. And there's this weird juxtaposition where he's going up to like the people saying like oh you've been at this for like 30 hours go get some rest. Right. And he's endearing himself and then all of a sudden he gets hurt and it's like no you you handle this. I'm going to go to the sick bay. Right. It felt I don't know. And maybe he's part changeling, who knows. Well, I guess not cuz he was bleeding and that would have that would have turned into whatever the goo was. But apparently the actor who played the changeling that Worf and Raffi interrogate and then later kill um, was Picard's son in the Nexus in Star Trek Generations. Okay. So Star Trek is going back and like going through people who they felt are good actors that could play a second character. Right. and another shot at Star Trek although he dies pretty quick <laughs> so who knows yeah who knows it's good though I'd, I'd rather have shitty Star Trek than no Star Trek okay like I feel about Star Wars <laughs> you know for everybody who wanted to complain about the Boba Fett TV show hey we got a Boba Fett TV show
1: Right, right.
0: Yes, it has shitty scooters in it, but still.
1: (laughs) The Vespa gang.
0: The Vespa gang.
1: Have you started Carnival Row yet? I haven't. We're up to six episodes. Oh, man.
0: I got to get on that, don't I? At some point. I had finished. Um, so I was I was a big fan of the British TV show Top Gear. Uh huh. I was never a car guy, but I always found the three presenters pretty funny. And when they got fired off of the BBC, they wound up on Amazon doing a show called The Grand Tour. Mm-hmm. And from that, one of the hosts bought a farm and he's been like farming the land. Oh, and so it's a show called Clarkson's farm. Um, okay. And they just released a second season and it's very interesting having no like farming interest or like frame of reference, but seeing what farmers have to go through um, because he's a TV presenter. The village that he lives in won't let him do anything, even though he's a farmer and he's got to go and he's got to defend all these actions and he's like he wanted the the just the gist of the second season is he wants to build a restaurant on his farm okay so that local farmers could supply him with food for the restaurant helps okay. helps the area helps his farm helps the other farms and they won't let him because he's a tv personality and it's kind of shown this this thing in england where it's not the betterment of the community it's keeping people down and it's been kind of fascinating to watch interesting yeah you going to watch die hard with kevin hart and john travolta
1: <sighs> no i'm still waiting for 80 for brady <laughs> you worked watch the latest poker face
0: i watched the one with the film studio
1: the film studio
0: yeah with the stop motion stuff with nick nolte
1: oh yeah 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 yeah. okay
0: i thought that was really well done
1: yes i thought nick nolte was very good in that
0: yeah and and like you said when we talked about it um There's no reason for her character to be there.
1: No. Well, that changes in the next episode. Oh, does it? Yes. Okay. Sort of. (laughs) It involves Joseph Gordon Levitt playing an asshole. Okay. And he does it really well. Like, the first ten minutes of it are all silent. Oh, interesting. Interesting. I mean not not silent, no no sounds, but that there's no words.
0: Oh, okay. Is it done well though? It is. Okay.
1: It is. And there's a twist at the end that kinda helps her.
0: Oh, okay.
1: In the future.
0: I'll have to am I how many am I missing now?
1: Uh I think just this last one. Okay. So I think the one with the stop motion was before, just before this.
0: Uh, Let's see. Yeah. Okay. Escape from Shit Mountain. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Ryan Johnson does really well with like mystery shit yeah just not Star Wars (laughs) oh and I guess there's only one more episode after that for poker oh that
1: makes sense with the way this one ended
0: okay but then there's season two
1: yes what are they going to do with season two get more obscure celebrity (laughs) guest stars
0: Hey, Tim Russ was in the. Speaking of Star Trek, Tim Russ was in the the one with the movie studio. Yes. So Tuvok.
1: Was, Tuvok. Tuvok. Yep. Yes.
0: So that was nice.
1: And then he got killed by Biggie, right? Huh. <laughs> Tuvok.
0: <laughs> gotcha.
1: But i bump.
0: I get you. I hear what you're playing down. I see what you're there, picking up. You know,
1: there's 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 that you know comedy we're known for (laughs) that's why they tune in is it though i don't know they tune in for some damn reason no do they though some people do (laughs) don't they i think so okay sure
0: why not good times did you see what band is coming back from the 80s
1: what band is coming back yes journey no give me a hint
0: uh bill and ted's excellent adventure
1: starship no the east street band no Bill and Ted?
0: Yes, it's... it's.
1: The Wild Stallions?
0: No. Extreme.
1: Oh! Extreme!
0: Extreme just released their first... Um, their first single in, like... I don't know how many years. It's half of the original band. So, it's, you know... Kind of like a... a tribute band. Kind of. But the singer and the guitar player are back. Um... And it's way different than what you would listen to for extreme. Really? Yeah. It's it's a more metal sounding extreme than like the poppy metal that they were playing. Right. You know, it definitely doesn't sound like more than words. Hmm. But it popped up on my, my YouTube the other day and I was like, this can't be new. Yeah. And it was like two days old and I was like, holy shit wow so if you're a fan of extreme
1: you're wholehearted back. yeah more than words yeah classic ballad brock kid ego never heard of it
0: no that was a good one
1: no no and they're from boston are they mm-hmm
0: gary Sharon. Was Nuno Bentoncourt from Boston?
1: Is that the lead singer?
0: No, that's the guitar player.
1: Uh, I'm not sure. Way back in the early days of Boston rock and roll. Yeah. When we had a, a our own video channel, <laughs> like an MTV-type channel. Yeah. There was a competition to um, for... Band videos. Okay. And Extreme One.
0: Oh, okay. Apparently, Nuno Bentancourt was born in Portugal, and then in, at four years old, he moved to Hudson, Massachusetts.
1: Mmm. Well, there you have it.
0: It's a town in Middlesex County. I don't even... I don't know how close that is to Boston. but. Uh...
1: It's not too far. No. I'm from Suffolk County.
0: Okay.
1: I think. It's been too long.
0: <laughs> Apparently, he was in a Boston based hair metal band called Sinful. Okay. And then he rose to international prominence as a guitar player after he joined Extreme in
1: 1985. Hmm. Our video channel was called V66.
0: Ooh. What did the 66 the beat stand of, for?
1: Uh, I don't know. Oh. It doesn't doesn't say. It was the Beat of Boston.
0: The Beat of Boston.
1: Yeah. Only, oh, because it was on Channel 66. It was UHF.
0: Oh. UHF. Back
1: in those days, kids, UHF, <laughs> you had VHF and you had UHF. And UHF was kind of the local and the shitty programs. Mm-hmm at VHF was like the top five.
0: Was there five? Yes. I mean, I remember when Fox started and that was a big deal because it was another channel. Mm. One of the empty ones would actually like, you would click on it and something would actually be there. Right. Although I do have memories of um, my grandparents getting cable. Okay. And the cable box was um, a bunch of push buttons on top per channel. So you could be on, like, whatever the first channel was. And, like, there were 15 to 20 buttons on top. And Mm -hmm. they would be labeled, like, the if they were going to move channels around, the cable company would actually send you a little insert to go over it. Right. So like when MTV showed up, all of a sudden there was that one of the, the rockers was for, um, MTV. So you could be on whatever and then just hit the MTV button and it was on. Oh. And instead of having to like go through the channels. Wow. And, um, I have distinct memories of my grandparents not liking hard rock and whatever was on MTV And one of the grandkids being stationed at the box with your hand over another button in case they came (laughs) into the room. Okay. Because then you could switch it, and then when they left, you go right back to MTV. Interesting. Yeah. And then the first cable box that we had at the house was with a remote and having to go through the channels.
1: Huh. Yeah. Yeah, we had a dial... just saying
0: and you were the remote yes change that channel okay I
1: had to like you know play with the rabbit ears <laughs> try to you know catch the right signal coming through the windows
0: so if you if you go to Google and uh-huh. type in early 80s cable box okay. Okay. The first picture that comes up.
1: Oh, yeah. Look at that.
0: That is very similar to what my grandparents had.
1: Well, apparently it says that it was somebody's cable box in the early to mid 80s in New Jersey. So that sounds appropriate. Oh, really? Yeah. So there you go. ESPN was around in the 80s. Was it? Well, they're on the cable box.
0: Oh, possibly. Wow. So yeah, that's that's what like my childhood was like.
1: Ah, uh, you kids had all the luxuries. <laughs>
0: when cable didn't really cost anything that's true because i didn't think anybody would want it right although my childhood would be very different if we didn't have hbo growing up
1: really yeah why's that because
0: that's where i saw most of most of the films that i like grew to absolutely love hmm I remember going through a TV guide, TV guide kids, they would send you this book th- to your house.
1: And you would, yes. And you would read it and you would circle things and you and would do the crossword.
0: Yep. You would circle everything that you wanted to see. And like, I'd go through all the HBO things and be like, I want to see that. I want to see that. I want to see that. And that's how I saw most of the movies. Wow. Yeah. Cause my parents weren't taking three kids to the movies all the time. No, no.
1: Remember the days when you could drop an eight year old off at the movies? Yes. <laughs>
0: I rem- I remember being that eight year old. Yeah. Stay with your sisters. Meet me out front. Okay.
1: Uh huh. Bring me some popcorn.
0: <laughs> there is no popcorn left. Ah, uh, fun times.
1: Back when it was safe to roam the streets after dark.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that shit don't happen now. Uh, no. Oh, good times.
1: (sighs) But they're only going to get better, Chris.
0: When America was America. Actually, that was the start of the downfall, so
1: who knows? What America was America? The 80s. Ah. Uh, that was kind of the age of excess, wasn't it?
0: It was. It was It was the beginning of, you know, Reagan really fucking things up.
1: And look where we are today. Yeah.
0: Let's put an actor in there. How bad could it be?
1: And here we go. Guys. Yes.
0: Hmm. Good times. All right. You got anything else for this week? Uh, no. No. Okay. All right. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info dot You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Let us know you're listening. So, until next week, this is Chris.
1: This is John. Have a good week. Beheadings are on Wednesday. <laughs>